Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning back in to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. We've got a bunch of topics lined up for you today. Hope your bodybuilding is going well. Hope you're picking up a lot of good stuff from our programming. We've got a bunch of topics today. I have timestamps below if you want to skip around. For starters, we do a physique critique of one of our Patreon subscribers. Then Andrew's got a great topic, how to shoot good progress pictures for your coach. If you're new to working with an online coach, this will give you some good fundamentals. And if you've been doing it for a long time, you still might pick up a few tips. And hey, if you're a coach yourself, you could share this with your clients so that they could get some better ideas. Then we discuss the peaking technique known as fill and spill. And finally, we bring on Dr. Ken Kanaki because I want you guys to learn about Swiss, which takes place in October. It's a symposium of educated people that all get together and share great ideas. I'll be there. Skip will be there. Andrew might be there. Uh, Victoria will be presenting. And it'd be cool if you guys wanted to show up. There is a lot that you can learn there. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, if you're new here, let me encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell. We have several bodybuilding podcasts coming out each week featuring IPB pros, uh, experienced coaches and educators in our industry that are all here to help you do better and have fun and stay safe doing this thing that we love called bodybuilding. All right, guys, let's get to the program. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear. I'm Scott McNally. Of course, I'm here with coaches Skip Hill and Andrew Barry. Uh, Skip's been coaching for 20 years now. Andrew's at 14, going on 15. I'm just behind him. I've been coaching for 13 years. So literally, we've seen thousands of people each transform their physiques. And we're here today to help freely share our education with you so that you guys can do better at this sport that we love. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for some additional savings, high-quality third-party tested supplements. Uh, we've believed in them for years. I used True Nutrition and suggested them to my clients long before they were a part of our programming. Thank you for that. Like I said, use our code THINK to help support our shows. Uh, supplement source for those of you in Canada, you guys can get great deals over there, including, I think I mentioned, I saw a pre-workout for like 15 bucks. Uh, Patreon, we guys appreciate uh, everybody uh, who is taking part in Patreon. In fact, um, we have a physique critique tonight, and uh, he said, hey, man, I wanted to be able to say thank you, so I signed up for the Patreon because it's, uh, it's cool. So thank you for that, and uh, I'll have links to all this stuff below. Um, and we do have a new sponsor, too, for our UK people, and that's Strom Sports. They have really good health and performance supplements, health supplements mainly. Anyway, guys, that was a long little intro ramble. We have so much to do tonight, including physique critique. We're going we're gonna to give everybody a whole breakdown on how to shoot your progress pictures. A lot of people, they just they don't. They don't do it well. And uh, and I thought that it would be kind of a cool topic for us because I think everybody who's who's going to be working with a coach, even if you are working with a coach, you could probably use some pointers on that. Plus, we have all of your listener questions from YouTube and a bunch more. Uh, gentlemen, what's going on? I just no. wanted to say I'm really not here to share my knowledge. I'm here for the attention. <laughs> anybody pays attention to me for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You feel good? I love that. I feel yeah, good. It makes me feel good. I feel important. Just like a like a dog that just needs to be scratched in the chest every couple hours. That's exactly. My dog See, completely. I would have said a cat, but whatever. My dog does that where she'll look at me you and then she like cat. the arm goes like this. She just lays yep. back like the arm like this. Like right my here, guy goes right like here. this. He goes. Yeah. He goes like this. Pause. That means come give me a scratch. That's funny. 
Um, so anyway, you know, we've had a bunch of people asking about Nate Spear. They're like, where's Nate been? We tried to get Nate on tonight, but uh, he was dealing with a little food poisoning. So he will be with us, though, in the future. We, we, we're trying to get him on. Now that he's a pro, this is, it's, it's harder to get him This is real food poisoning, guys. Not not bodybuilding food poisoning, you know. Like he actually, <laughs> he, he had some food actually spoil. So for him, he loves doing the podcast. So, if, you know, for him to... To not, you know, do it. He's definitely under the weather right now. So, yeah, yeah. Think about it. He's going to lose probably seven, eight pounds. He's going to just shit water for a while, and he's still going to be over two sixty, considerably bigger. Not even like if I stood next to him, I'd look like I don't train. So, you know what? He shits off seven or eight pounds. Good for him. <laughs> Good. Did you watch? Um, did you watch our uh, his guest posing from our Vermont show off my Instagram? I didn't see it, but I saw pictures yeah, he looked, he looked of it. Silly. Crazy. Oh, you got to watch the video. He's, yeah, it's it's really cool to see because you can see like what's happening right now and what it's going to look like next year when we, uh, you know, hit the Indy Pro and the New York Pro and hopefully a few other ones. So, yeah, it's nice. pretty cool to see. Those will be and good shows. And it's very respectable. Yeah, it was very respectable um, guest posing conditioning, you know. I think some of the guys are getting away with some stuff. You know, and of course, you know, it's hard because you want to get the top names but and they got to make their progress. But, but this was – I don't think we – I don't think he took any steps backwards in his progress. He just got super insulin sensitive again, and now we're ready to push. And, you know, I'm thinking we're going to get him in the 290s, 295, somewhere in that range. So Nice. Jesus. Yeah. Hell, yeah. What what was he at competing last year? Uh, Like high 240s. Okay. Like 247, I think it was, 246, 247. That'll be a and huge And then for this bump. guest posing, yeah, we got him up to, uh, what was it, 290? Uh, for a couple of days there before we started dropping him down and we got him down to 265 with kind of like a four or five week outlook. And it's funny because we both like looked at each other. Uh, you know, I think we were training on the day before his guest posing and we're like, man, you know, that Legion pro is only like eight weeks away. We yeah. Forward, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. We were kind of like, I was like, nah, let's, let's stick to the game plan. You know, both of us agreed. It was, it was probably the right move. So, yeah, um, I like that. Those would be good shows too. I feel like, Indie Pro, I just I see him there. New York Pro, I yeah. see him there. That'll be that'll be a, a, a great place. Plus, like the, they those are shows that remind me like guys just get gnarly. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, of course, New York Pro, nasty freaks, right? But I get that vibe from Indie. Good. Yeah, lighting's good. And the cool thing about New York is you're going to see some really good up and coming, you know, newbies. You know, you got Nate, you got Justin Shire. You yeah. won the heavyweight class at nationals. You got Carlos who beat Nate in the supers at the nationals last year. You've got, um, who am I forgetting? Oh, Stu, you're forgetting, uh, uh, Stuart Sutherland who oh, was yeah. USA yeah, yeah. came on and asked the question last week. Yeah. So he looks incredible. Uh, it's going to be a very exciting. Yeah. And there's going to be other guys too that I, I probably forgetting, but those are the guys that I know that are doing it. So it's going to be a very cool, um, you know, debut for some of those guys. It will be sweet. All right, listen. I've got a. I've got some pictures here from uh, listener Billy Ryan. He's a guy who's been listening to the shows for a long time. Made some great progress too. In fact, I remember. I remember him not having this physique. Let me put it that way. And uh, and like I said in the intro too, he said, "Hey," because I because I had told him I was like, "Well," he was like, uh, "Hey, are you guys still doing physique critiques?" And I said, "Well, generally." It's through our uh, through the people who uh, support us through Patreon. I'll ask them. I said, but I'd be happy to, man. You know, send me your pics. So uh, he sent me his pictures over, and after that, he was like, "Hey, man, I just signed up for Patreon too." He's like, "I want to be able to support." So, like I said, I appreciate that. Um, he doesn't have a lot of really traditional shots here. I'm going to warn you guys. 
I'm going to start out with this one because it is a strong shot. This is a picture. If I were Billy, I would put this up as my avatar picture, which now that I look, I think he did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> He's got see. a good physique. I remember I remember him. Yeah. I see yeah. him on the on the forums and stuff on the on the Think Big page. I'll drop this in right here. He looks good. He looks freaking hard here too. Yeah, he's got a good physique, uh, good quad sweep. Yep. Um, you, you know, the only thing I can knock on him, obviously, it's an off season shot, is really just keep control of the uh, waistline. Hmm. Um, I think everything he can do with that is just going to enhance this shot even more. Obviously, he's probably eating pretty good in the off season, despite being pretty lean. But um, it's a good bodybuilder. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. If you notice the same thing I did, the f- what's the first thing you notice when you see a physique? Where do you go first? Bam. I went straight to the, the abs. Thing? I think they're too thick. And from thick, I mean, obviously he's lean. Let me ask you this. Is this a, you said this was off season, but I mean, is he leaning down or is he just naturally lean? He looks very lean to me for off season. That's pretty. No, he, he definitely does. I just don't know if he's fighting to stay lean or if he's just uh, naturally lean. I just would wonder. Anyway, like- back to the, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because I looked at his page one time, because he comments a lot, and I and I watched, I looked back pretty deep to look at his um, progression, and I feel like he's figured out a way. Yeah, he's off-season, okay. Off-season he's figured bulking. out a way to maintain this level, of, this solid level of conditioning um, yeah. as he keeps pushing up. So I think That's he's nasty. got a really good control of his bodybuilding acumen here and, and knowing what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, and again, that's where I, I was going to skip with the waistline. That's where I was okay. going. Like, yeah, I, you got, yeah, because it's not a leanness issue. It, it just, I would have yeah. to, I'm just asking because I don't know if he is maybe hammering the shit out of, you know, because your abs, if you, if you pound them intensely like you would chest or legs, the bitches will grow and they will get thick. And the fact that I noticed that first, just me, that's why I asked you guys, it, mm-hmm. it may be a, it may detract a little bit from it because he is, he's in great, I mean, I'm looking for a weakness, his quads look, but great shoulders, chest. I can't tell. Is there another shot either from the back or even something that would show his back from the front? Front double bicep, front yep. lat spread. Yeah, I've got a bunch more short, here. Great. Let's see. So he maybe doesn't have. can chime in. I was going to say maybe does he have a background in strongman or something like that? Because he has like those kind of abs that strongman, power lifters that diet down yeah. end up having. All right. He sent me and this those one. Macros gonna... are fucking solid. <laughs> for that yeah. yeah, they shit. are, man. I'm going to go to this one next. We do have a back shot that I have to edit so that we don't get kicked off of YouTube because he's not wearing trunks <laughs> in it. But uh, uh, we'll go to this one next. I would have liked to have seen a front like a, here's I'm going to tell guys this too. anybody who wants to do a physique critique for the future. Let's see your standard shots like a straight on front relaxed, rear relaxed, front double and rear double. I mean, those are going to also be the shots that expose you the most, you know, and that's that's what we're looking right. for here. That way you don't get any kind of like funky twists that make your waist look smaller or whatever. Not saying that we're getting that here so much. I mean, your, his physique looks pretty awesome, but I would like to see that for the future. Yeah, yeah, the straight on front and rear double, those are the shots that are going to win a bodybuilding show. I mean, as a judge, mm-hmm. Skip, wouldn't you agree? Like, you know, within two yeah. minutes when the guys come out. Sure. The You're not going to miss anything there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so yeah. that, that yeah. gives you guys a really good, you know, idea of where you're at with your progress. If you do a front double, rear double, you throw a side chest and maybe one of your special shots that you think you look good. And I think that's the way to do it, honestly. This is more of an observation than any type of critique. But do you see the Barry DeMay high 
lateral, uh, vastus laterals, they're, they're just high in general. So yes. I w- would wonder, I'm thinking out loud, I'm like, ah, oh, you might be thinking, mm, how can I drop these down? You're not, <laughs> you're really not <laughs> going to, I mean, you can fill them out more, make them bigger, but th- it looks like a genetically high, uh, laterals there on, well, on the quad. I, no, I wonder if there's a little bit of stuff in there too. Um, and oh, I'm not critiquing sure. in a negative way. I, I'm just saying that the fact that you know they're so developed that way and where they're they're um, they're high attached, I yeah. feel like it might there might be a little something in there. And I'm not saying it doesn't look good because I would say this is probably the limit to how much stuff you should put in there if you are putting stuff in there before it starts to look you know the other way. But yeah, no, you're right about the Barry DeMay comment. All right, let me see what else we got here. Off season that off season condition though is. That's pretty fucking good. If I could have all my clients in that type of off-season condition, especially with those macros, shit. <laughs> oh, he said no SEO ever used. Okay. I stand corrected. There we go. What about, uh, What about? I wonder, if just to play that conversation out, what about uh, shots there even? You know, high volume of oil, something like that, just to ask. Yeah, I don't even know. think... I don't think Andrew was really saying SEO. I think you were just talking in general about just regular gear. I was talking right? SEO. No. I was talking SEO. Oh, my bad. Okay, I thought you meant just I mean, gear. well, okay, well I was saying probably SEO, but maybe just a high volume of um, also, you know, PEDs. But, but yeah, but he says no SEO ever use. So, wow, that's a genetic body part then. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I that's really nothing straight from much. the back, though. I know. Right? I'm working that's, on it. I got, I've got one. Really I've got well. one. I'm just, I'm getting there, Skip. It's at the end. I, Okay, I, I would, yeah, I agree about the midsection though. The um, that's what I was thinking. Know, a nip shot, this shot. I'll show you guys a thing that um, I think I've mentioned it before. Matt Chrisman of uh, uh, Next Level or Nothing. He's he's based out of Tampa. Yes, uh, his, his he's the muscle mechanic. Yep. Um, he did a session on me two two or three weeks ago. But anyway, he showed me this really good technique that's kind of an alternative to doing vacuums. So I've been alternating every other day, and I'll show you guys. Really. Um, one of these, yeah. I had him do a whole write up for the Mountain Dog website, and maybe after it runs its course on there because it is a pay site, I will. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll see if he would wouldn't mind me sharing it here as well. But it's definitely, cool. I, I I feel it like crazy. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, he's a he's a good guy, listener of the show. Uh, he helped, uh, you know, Andrea Watson. Uh, he he's helped. He's yeah. worked on Andrea, so he's uh, he's helped her a lot. Uh, since they moved down to Tampa, so here's a, another. I like this. This just more of a side relaxed shot here. I almost feel like his abs, his his midsection torso looks smaller here than it did in that previous uh, shot. I wonder if he could get this appearance uh, in that that side tricep shot he had. And I can't go you gotta take into consideration too though, with those macros. Oh yeah, yeah, I no kidding. Too. In the off season, but with those macros too, you have to wonder too. I mean, maybe he's just a little bit distended. Too in, the, yeah. in that uh, shot from the yeah. front, or you know, yeah. it, it may be a little bit more noticeable because I mean, with 700 grams of carbs, if he's eating rel- relatively clean, that's a lot of volume. That's a lot of volume of food. Me, I get it in French toast, and it's nowhere near as the, you know the same volume <laughs> as right. it is with rice and potatoes. He's, he says he was on a gram of test and 100 mg of trend. No AI. <laughs> I'm going to edit oh. this one here so you can. Yeah, we don't get the the hamstrings. I will tell you guys though. Hamstrings, even in the off season, are you, you can see lines on the inner portion of the hams. Adductors look thick from behind. And no question, his legs are freaking nasty in this pose. Yeah, no, he's, he's a darn good bodybuilder. What's his contest history? Yeah. If, if Billy, if you don't mind adding, like in the comments here, 
Well, um, and, and let's 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 give him something though, guys. If he had to fix something, you know, where if there's somebody who's going to be like a real genetic freak on stage, which comes to every show, where is that freak going to beat him? Without a rear double, it's hard to say, but I think probably from the back. Okay. That's what I was going to say too. I was going to go more even with upper back. I don't think his lat development looks too Yeah, yeah, no upper back. Thin, but his yeah. upper back, yeah, but upper back, you know, mid back, uh, rhomboid middle trap, all around the shoulder blades, rear delts. It, if I had to pick, if I had to just be like he's got to improve on something, that's where I would I think that's where I would go from the side. See, that's tough cuz his rear delts look something right there. It's pretty good. <laughs> so it's like shit, man. You know, that that's a tough one. What do his calves look like? Let's go all the way down to his yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> and t- anterior tibialis and we'll see if we <laughs> Yeah, he looks solid here. Weakness he looks solid here. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So what then? More? Just more? Yeah, I think just I think we were hitting the he- nail on the head skip with the um the upper back still. It's good, yeah. but I think if he wants to cuz it didn't have the same kind of 3D look that his hmm. physique did from the front with terms of everything just kind of jumping out at you. So I do think that and that's what he should be focused on. So what, if he can build that 3D muscles popping out at you kind of look from the back, it's, he's going to be a very complete bodybuilder. Okay. He, I think that's he's a saying... muscle group or that area of the body, it can't get too big. I think he's saying no his calves suck. No one say, oh, his upper back yeah. is too big. <laughs> oh, well, then there you go. It's calves, bro, without the calves. <laughs> the, here's the reality of it. I always laugh when people tell me, I, like, good calves. What did you do? I'm like, oh, I started training them in the late 80s when they mattered. And then when yeah. I finally got good calves <laughs> in the mid to late 90s, they, don't they didn't fucking matter anymore. I spent 10 years building those bitches. So now I just hit them a few sets here and there, and that's about it. But they don't matter uh, in competition like they used to. They cannot look right. You can look like your aesthetics are a little bit off, but I'm telling you, I've not seen you guys correct me. If you have, I haven't seen anybody been that has been marked down for having shitty. And I've seen plenty of people with shitty calves win national level shows in turn. And I'm like, sure no shit. Cause sure. Tony Pearson yep. back in the day, he had a pretty damn good physique, but he wasn't going nowhere with them fucking calves. And I only use that as an example. Cause it's the first thing off the top of my head because I, you know, I go back to, when I had to ride a dinosaur to the <laughs> to the fucking gym, it's been a while. So, so uh, yeah, Nick Vicola, who had asked what his weight was, and Billy says uh, that he's two thirty six. I wonder how tall he is. Uh, he said he hasn't competed in eleven years, uh, and when he did, he was natty back then. So, are you yeah. one of those guys that thinks you don't look good, Billy? Is that why you haven't competed? <laughs> you you we actually were having this conversation before we started recording, but yeah. Uh, about how yeah. like half the I'm population of bodybuilders think they look better than they do, and then the other half think they look way worse than they do, and it's a very small subset of people that uh, uh, actually have a really good view. But I would absolutely get on stage. You'd be a good heavyweight, dude. Yeah, okay, 5'10". And it's yeah. funny because he's 5'10". I would not have thought that he was that tall, but he's so lean, and his yep. shape is so good. You know, that's a, here's a nice little segue to this, too, because this is important. Sometimes, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the guy. I don't know why they say his name was like Applegate or something. But he was a middleweight and he was relatively tall. It's about 15 years ago, but but looked really pretty, really good shape, had great skin, good color, good skin tone. But he was just too fucking tall to be in the middleweights. And he did very, very well at the national level. So hmm. my point is this. It's not always about the scale. A lot of times you can be lighter, but you can look pretty as fuck. Mm-hmm. And you're going to beat mm-hmm. those thicker dudes who don't look that good. Yeah, I wish I could remember that guy's name. Apple Gator. Apple. That was me. That was oh, me. Shit. That that yeah. is that how but, you well, did well. There's a good example. You said that too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I like I yeah. remember 
going back, you know, 2017, 2018, I was maybe 238 to 242, somewhere in that range. And I was going against other supers that were, you know, 255, 259, somewhere like that. So I was giving up a good 10, 12 pounds. And honestly, when you're lean, when you're peeled, you don't look smaller than the other guys that outweigh you yeah, by 10 pounds. Yeah. If, they, if, they, if they're bringing a three-week outlook and you're bringing a, a, day, a game day look, like you, you're not giving up anything in size. I'd agree. I'd agree. Hey, we got a nice comment from Dan. I wanted to put it up here. He says it's it's uh, I think he means nighty night time here in Crossland land. But Scott, you're a legend. Appreciate the content that you make, brother. I wanted to say thank you, first of all, actually to everybody who has had all sorts of positive feedback on uh, all the shows. It's cool to have such a supportive group of people on YouTube because that's really rare to have a supportive group of people on YouTube. You guys are freaking awesome. And also all your comments, likes, all that stuff, it helps to boost our programming up. Oh, I should also throw out too, if you're new here, uh, this is what we do. We do bodybuilding content. Uh, We'd love to have you guys along for all of our shows. We have several shows each week. You like all that stuff helps and, and subscribe. Hit the bell, all that. Quick question for Andrew. Yeah. Andrew, do you, do you think that if that comment said, Andrew, I think you're a legend. Would he have read it? No, I would actually deleted it. I was actually going to make the same comment. I don't know. I I was going to make the same comment. (laughs) I would have deleted it. He wrapped it it up so nicely that I didn't want to steal his thunder. (laughs) I would have deleted it completely. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Just just ran right by it. Hey, guys, I'm going to take a brief pause to shout out our advertisers. I'm going to try to make this quick, but keep in mind, they're responsible for helping us to put these shows out. If you guys want to support our programming, of course, you can do so through Patreon. And thank you to everybody who supports the show through Patreon. I will have links to that below as well as to all of our advertisers. If you shop with our advertisers, you'll get great products, products that I stand behind, and you'll also be supporting our programming. First of all, check out truenutrition.com if you're in the U.S. I use their hydrolyzed beef collagen every day, and I use their citrulline malate, beta alanine, and EAA on days that I train. They have high-quality protein powders and tons of flavors. Hit me up if you have any questions. Use our code THINK over there. You'll get some additional savings, plus you'll support our programming, and you'll get some high-quality third-party tested supplements. If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They have blowout deals on top name brand supplements. Uh, They constantly have different things happening. So be sure to go to their site and check them out. I recently saw Carbolin for like 30 bucks off. I mean, you really can't beat those prices. Plus they have free shipping over $99. If you're in the UK, then you probably already know about Strom Sports. They're one of the leader in health supplements in the United Kingdom. Strom Sports Nutrition has standalone supplements like NAC and Tutka, and they have finished blends like Support Max, a high quality, well-priced on-cycle support stack. I have links below to everything. Thanks for watching. Thanks for your support. So, uh, <laughs> Andrew, you you had had uh, you had made a post a while back, which was a phenomenal post, uh, and it, you you talked about how to take good progress pictures. And uh, I, I can tell you, you know, it, I, all three of us are coaches. I mean, and you have to figure if this is what you do for a living, then you're seeing a lot of people's physiques and especially first time people or even I'll, I'll tell you people that are experienced, but they get out of their comfort zone. They do great progress pictures at home and then they get to the hotel before the show and all the shit goes sideways. Uh, let's take a minute. We don't have to make this long, but let's talk about how to make good progress pictures. What were some of the tips that you had suggested in your post? Well, I actually sent you the post if you want to put it up there. I mean, you kind of know the answer to that, Scott, don't you? But no, I mean, (laughs) and it comes from a place of, we all get, we need to analyze information, right? And 
yeah. to properly be able to analyze that information, we need to see accurately what you look like. And, you know, you, when you get pictures with people, you know, the, the my rules have always been no mirror selfies, no selfie shots using, you know, one phone in one hand and trying to hit a, a side bicep or something like judge, send me pictures the same way you're going to be judged on stage, because that's going to be the most effective way for me to evaluate you and where we are with conditioning. But, you know, so yeah, first, no, first thing, no selfies. Um, secondly, set yourself up facing a direct sunlight, whether it's natural sunlight and this is something funny because sometimes people don't even realize like the sun's behind you and you're still setting the camera up facing you facing oh, the yeah. sun. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you got to know where the, you know, the sun rises and when it sets. So you got to know where the sun is, set your camera up that way. Or if you have a lighting source, set your lighting source up eight feet ahead of you. Okay. Whether it's a ring light, whether it's, you know, um, some other lighting source, it really doesn't matter as long as we're seeing your body turn the lights off behind you. That's another big thing. Okay. Cause a lot of times the light behind you will block out what we're seeing in front and we won't get to see the definition. We won't get to see the lines, the separation, all that kind of stuff. Set the camera up at waist level. A lot of people they'll do this thing where they set the camera on the floor and then yeah, they're kind of looking down at you like, like they're a giant or something like that. Um, like guys, like <laughs> there's no way we can accurately, you know, get an idea of your proportions or anything like that. Right. Um, what else? Oh, you know, I started this thing, probably almost 10 years ago where I just put the remote right in my mouth because when you're trying to like fidget with the remote with your hand, it's mm-hmm. going to change your shots a little bit. And when you're really trying to work on good posing as you should be, um, you know, cause you want, you want to practice what you're going to do on game day. So um, I just put the thing right in my mouth. So I just clicked down. I had so many people over the years be like, why do you wear a mouth guard when you're doing your, posing? you know, I didn't get or- it at first either. <laughs> like it took me a few shots of seeing your pictures or to, to recognize yeah. that I see. And I don't know yeah. whether you've influenced others, but I have clients that do that now too. Yeah. I've seen it as well. I, honestly, I, I think I was the first person I ever saw do it back in 2014. I believe it was, um, even Meadows was like, what's that in your mouth? Like, you know, <laughs> you have a dip in or something? Like, yeah. But no, I, I, I do think um, it, it just helps you, especially with the rear shots. Because, you know, when you're doing your rear double yeah. and you got one hand that's trying to click, that right arm, if you're clicking, it's going to come forward. It's not going to create. Yeah, it's going to create discrepancy from right to left. And when you're doing your side chest, it's almost impossible to do it properly. So I just think, you know, take that out of, or do this. Set the thing up on video and then take screenshots afterwards. Also, right. look That's like this. Look go. like this guy in your progress pictures. You'll be doing really good if if you look like this guy right here. That's a fucking hell well, of a shot. Go, we got it. We got it all at least reference that. Keep in mind, I would never have done this post if I was like yeah. uh, tweeting the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> so right. none of this great information would be out there. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, That's good. Opinion. Let me ask one question here, Andrew, and this is not to say because I everything you said and everything you posted I think is great. But why couldn't if if the distance is correct, the the camera is the correct distance away? Because essentially you're trying to take the pictures from essentially the judge's perspective or the judge distance, right? Now, mm-hmm. if they were closer to the feet, that is actually where the judge's heads are. Now again, I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to. But I just wonder if the, now, if the distance isn't right and it's close, then you do have that giant component where it looks like you know they're looking yeah. down on. It. But I, I wonder if, and I don't do this, um, but I wonder if the distance were correct that the camera was far enough in front of the competitor, but it was on the floor, if that wouldn't be a slightly more accurate 
The camera, though, I don't, let, I don't know. Let me speak from a photographer's point of view, seeing that I was working in that industry for a long time. That wide angle lens is going to create distortion. The closer you get out to the edge of that lens, the bigger and wider things are going to get stretched out. So it's it's never going to look right, you know, if you get too close. If you get that distance and then you're in the fr- the middle of that frame, that, that'll create the least amount of distortion. The closer you get, the more distorted it'll get. Okay, and I'm just splitting hairs, clearly, because it can't be that much. I would imagine it might not even be that much different. But I just posed that question because I I was thinking of where the – because usually the eyes are damn near at stage level or just above. No, no, that's a good point. But I think what I've done is I've created like a standard. Like if – Yeah. All right. If if you're sitting at a waist height every single time, we're getting a pretty good idea every time, whether you're in a hotel room, whether you're taking pictures at the gym, whether you're at your home. I just think it's a good standard because you see the full body head to toe. Because another thing I I find is when people cut off their their, their head, as weird as this is, it does change kind of how you see the physique because the head is like an orienting structure for the size, sure. of, you know, in comparison to the size of the rest of the body. So yeah. I tell people like, don't cut your head off. Don't cut pictures off. If you won't, don't want me to see your face, that's fine. Just put a little smiley thing, a emoji thing over it. That's yeah. fine. But, right. but I, but you know, cutting pictures off or the other thing that drives me nuts is when people take pictures from like the knees up. It's like, like we just said, calves aren't judged anymore, but I want to see what the physique <laughs> looks like. Like, it, it, all right. When you have someone come and pose for you in person, you have them set up seven, eight feet away. And you, and you get a good look at them, right? You're usually sitting or you're standing and you're, I'm, I'm pretending like someone's right in front of me. Yes. Uh, you're sitting there. You know what I mean? I, I try to recreate that same experience for myself. And, right. and not only that, people, like you want to see, I mean, we're posing from the floor up, right? So what you're doing with your feet is going to be critical, at least for people that are getting on stage. Might not be as important for somebody, somebody who say like a non-competitor, you know, a house mom trying to get into shape or whatever. But yeah, I, I think in general, uh, and, and you know what I will say too, I'm going to add to this is I'll say that for the classes in which you are asked to smile on stage, I think it's a good idea to practice smiling too, especially mm-hmm. for people that are newer to the sport, because I've seen people who don't practice smiling and then they get up there and they don't smile. And there's nothing that looks worse than a bikini bikini competitor who just has this like, you know, the resting bitch face on stage and they're like just not plugged in at all. And sometimes it's it in what I tell people is that what we practice is what we're going to do on stage. So when you do your progress Absolutely. pictures, do it the way you're going to do it on stage, including all the way down to those details, because those are the things like it, it's almost like martial arts where whatever you practice when when you actually need to use it, you get in that street fight or whatever, you're not thinking anymore. It's now just like a second nature. You just do what you've been trained to do. And if you're trained to just sit there and look like that, you're going to look like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the I most agree. important takeaway for people listening to this is that that it's consistent. That yeah. The lighting is the same. The distance is the same. The the you're taking the picture from the same spot, the same distance, the same height, things like that. If you change rooms or you do it out in the sun one day, oh, it was it was cloudy, so I did it inside. That does make it difficult. But I will on the trainer to assess the condition. But I will tell you this: you do it long enough, and I've told my clients this: as much as I want everything to be consistent, I can see through shitty lighting. I've been doing yeah. this yeah. long enough and I've seen so many goddamn pictures that yeah. I can tell and I'm going to see your condition. And another point that I wanted to make was make no mistake. I don't mean that you're, if you are taking your pictures from, from waist <laughs> height, 
and then you get on stage, you're not going to be in shape and look great and be conditioned at waist height and then go, oh, I was off. It was yeah. just wrong. So I didn't want to imply that, you know, it was so dramatically different. I was just thinking to myself, well, damn, the eyes are down there. But the point, yeah, is, I get what the you're main saying. point is that it's consistent. Yeah. 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 Your knees were fat. Here's a funny one. Here's a funny one because in my, <laughs> exactly. in my questionnaire, um, or my, you know, my, my first instruction, you know, they get a first email from me yeah. with new clients. This is more for like the gen pop people, but it, it says, you know, pictures in, in clothing. This is more for the ladies that maybe don't want to put on the same type of posing suit that a bikini girl would. Yeah. But it's like, you know, uh, front and back pictures in a level of clothing that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Okay. So most of us interpret that as like, okay, maybe like a woman doesn't feel ready to put on a complete sports bra or something like that. Cause I don't right. want anyone to ever feel uncomfortable, especially early on before they're really looking good. So maybe they're wearing, you know, um, what do you call them? Like, like bike shorts. shorts and, that are real, bike shorts. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and more of like a little bit of a covered up. Cool. Okay. Well, I, one of my guys <laughs> interpreted that as something he was comfortable in, as in something that he looked good in, as in like <laughs> one, one of his going out outfits, like, so he was like, you're wearing, kidding like, me hey, for three weeks. I was like, when I was working with him, I'm like, he's like dressed up in like, like cool little shorts and like a button up shirt. And he would send me other pictures too, like front and back, you know, yeah. wear something that you he's feel not, comfortable not, in. Yeah, I get it. Yes. So I can he, totally so hear like, the Andrews telling me to wear like my good shirt. I have that shirt yeah. I wear in our date days. Yeah. I'll wear that one for our progress. So, pictures. So, so come three, four weeks and I'm like, dude, I just realized how you were interpreting. <laughs> Maybe I need to change my language, but I don't need you to get dressed up for me. Guys. Like, That's like you're, you're just the box of shorts is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is, you know, you make a good point too with women. I think that there's, there's, there's something I'm always trying to be really careful with because you also, as a male, don't want to come off as that guy who's like, Hey, send me pictures in your underwear. You know, it's like, that's, that's something that's like, you never, I don't know. I never want to come off as that. So I, I try to word it in a very similar way where it's what you're comfortable in, you know? Well, you know, the problem is there's, there's a few coaches out there that have kind of I don't know. I'm not going to say they put a stigma over all of us, but they've like they've they've, they've hurt the, rep, the reputation. Absolutely, of in a sense, Absolutely. because of their yeah. the things that they've done, like making making female clients pose naked for them, mm. or um, you know, even worse in some cases, like getting up there and like grabbing them, that kind of thing when they're doing live check ins. That's mm. that's completely unacceptable in my opinion. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that. Like, I don't know about your relationships with your clients, but. I wouldn't be in a position where that would, you know what I mean? No. Like that's no. you're, you're, you're setting something else up from the beginning. If you're in a position where you're like grabbing your clients. So exactly. if that is happening to you guys, ladies, then find another coach, call Andrew or me. Well, or Skip. well, it's like, you know, like if you can't assess a female's condition in a sports bra and regular bottoms, like, I'm sorry, then either yeah. you're a horrible yeah. coach, okay, or you're a pervert. So I will get a lot yeah. more hands on with my guys. Basket. I will get a lot more hands on with my guys in person. They'll be like, well, come over here, you like will. grab yeah. their yeah. ass. Yeah. 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 You know yeah. what I mean? Though you can like well, grab well, someone's just... nose that. <laughs> well, if I am gonna like adjust the fe- if I'm with a female in person, if I'm gonna adjust her posing, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna touch you right here and just move you. Like yeah. I'll say, like I'm gonna I'm just gonna touch your back right here or I'm gonna Absolutely. You know what I mean? But like yeah, the like, area that's considered even like gray area, I'm like, I'm going to just move you just right here. Just so you know, Yeah, but I'll take like a guy's lower back and be like, Hey, let me see what this feels like. Cause yeah. you can, you know what I mean? You can like, especially yeah. like when it's yeah. kind of like, cause I remember my first coach used to do that and be like, come yeah. here. You just like grab my ass cheek and like feel, yep. feel all that's still grain gritty. You know, that's fat in there. We gotta, you gotta yeah. eat fish only for the next week. That's normal. That's yeah. completely normal. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. 
All right. So listen, we uh, I think we covered this. Skip, do you have anything else you want to add? You've probably seen more progress pictures than Andrew and I have. Yeah, I don't think I really have anything to add, though. I thought it was covered, All right. covered quite well. In that case, then let's, uh, let's find some other stuff to talk about. Hold on one, one quick second. Skip, yeah. when you started, and this isn't, this isn't even a joke, uh, when you first started, did you do like have clients send you pictures in the mail or were they up on the, because, you know, back then, I know early on, not I everyone had this. the phones. Well, I remember, I remember I heard Chris Aceto yeah. talk about, you know, like how Jay or whoever would send take Polaroids, put them in the mail, express them, and it might de- be like four days before he saw what the guy looked like on Monday, and then give him his dr- instructions for the rest of the week. Did you run into any of that early on, or was it pretty easy? No, to and I'll, only, the- I'll say this, and it should clear it up. Chris Aceto is older than I am. <laughs> he, was, he was, of course, married to Laura Cravel, who was ranked you know, what top two or top three at the Olympia for the last handful of years, I think of the eighties, maybe 90 as well. I can't remember what I ate for breakfast. So it's hard to remember back in the eighties, <laughs> but uh, he has been around for a long time. When I started, it was about, well, I, cause I started online um, at, in 2001. And so at that time you were still able to, you could take pictures on a, um, you know, they had the just the regular cameras with the with the scan disk, and then you had to put the scan disk into your computer, and then you would email the pictures. Uh, there gotcha. wasn't the op- we didn't have the opportunity at that time to post on a forum, but I didn't start my forum for my clients until two thousand four when I started Intense Muscle. Actually, I was doing client work on another website that I will not mention because I don't want to give them any. <laughs> any credit that one didn't go very well i actually locked the admin out when i left and he was pretty pissed about that couldn't get in for four days he had gone to jail he was in jail because he was selling he was one of those guys who owned a board that would sell ancillaries and you know your anti-estrogens and all that sort of shit and he would he would profit for like two or three months and then he would rip everybody off uh, and then he would uh, disappear that company would disappear but he would bring another company up and the he just had this this endless line of people who didn't know that he was such a scammer so he went to jail for it and he wanted me to cover for him I'm like you're fucking nuts are you kidding me so i yeah. left that, um, that's when we decided to open start to uh, start intense muscle and i got a bunch of people real quick we started intense muscle in like two days but i locked his ass out of there so i was doing didn't, um, uh, prep work there didn't that that iron mag labs do something like that <clears throat> um you know what there's been so many that i honestly okay i can't remember there's just been so many scammer it was just such a the thing to do, like you, if you had a board, yeah. probably seventy percent of people who had boards were ripping people off. That's too it bad. Was, it was just terrible. Now like, with social media, I think it helps because we have so many options to figure out who people are. Yeah, um, it was great. The only person that could find out who someone was back then, seriously, was Dante. That <laughs> motherfucker. If yeah. you ever, if anything ever happens to you and you don't want anybody to find out, Dante will find out what it was, where you were, who you did it to, and he'll know before anybody else. You might know before your local law enforcement. <laughs> that guy is insanely resourceful. It's crazy. Yeah. M- Mike Davies, he used to do pictures in the mail, like in the mail, mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had asked him about that time. too. Yeah. Yeah, him yeah. in uh, uh, who was that? He, there was a there was a guy, and I think it was an Asian guy on the West Coast that was working with a lot of women. Uh, oh, Kimoto. Kimoto, yeah, it was him and he, him and Kimoto had like the two big teams uh, back mm-hmm. then for for all the women in the sport, and uh, he and he's. Is. 
Yeah, yeah. And he said that they used to, both of them, that's what they would do was pictures in the mail. Some of these women lived like out of state and they'd like write a letter about their progress, you know? And, and But you know what, too, though? He told me that some of their, and he's still to this day, his coaching process is different. Like he'll have you check in or he'll have you work with him. He'll give you a diet and he'll be like, okay, you're all set until you feel like you need to change the diet. Then come back to me. And there's a charge each time that you update the diet then. But you might not need to update the diet for six weeks, something like that. So it was a whole different process than the way we do it. Because it's like, I do think that technology has changed things because we can literally like, hey, send me pictures at six when you wake up and then eat this and then send me pictures at seven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, absolutely. Let's see what we got here. Um, okay, I'm going to dive straight into... Our listener questions from YouTube. Um, all right. Okay, yeah. What about this one from D. Harrison? He says, love these guys. Thanks. A lot of commas in there. I don't know if I read that right. Uh, question for the next episode. Skip, I've heard you mention a peaking strategy called fill and spill. And I believe John Meadows was also a proponent of of it at times. Uh, could you please discuss what fill and spill actually is? Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, it's um, it's essentially you just load really hard. I mean, I'm giving you the very, like the Cliff Notes version. You load very hard early in the week, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, it depends on how quickly you can move water and dry out, but you fill with bunch of carbs and a bunch of calories to the point where you spill and you're holding water um, sometimes quite a bit and then you basically just clean up the spill uh, depending again on how you know how long it takes you to to move that water and get dry again so that's kind of it in a nutshell I do know that um, John I, I know he had I think I've heard him use the term fill and spill and Andrew can correct me if I'm wrong because he knows John and has worked with John, um, you know, directly for for so long. But I am pretty sure that he got that term from me only because I covered that in on the longevity DVD in like 2009 or 2010. Um, but sometimes, I mean, it would be kind of odd that we both had the same term. But there are sometimes things that come up with, you know, and I hate to say this, but the guys who think outside of the box and do this sort of shit that isn't normal and isn't your everyday run of the mill type of approach to things uh, can sometimes come up with the same ideas. But did he, do you know if he, he if he used that term if prior to that, he or used, that was. Yeah. Well, he used that term only in a way of something saying like, Oh, don't ever do that. That skip guy has no idea what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Do completely kidding. Do it. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, you, you guys know, like everything you do with every client is going to be fairly individual. You know, you have a, you have a game plan that you want to use, but it's, I don't think he ever went into like a, uh, I mean, I can't speak for all of his clients, all the clients that he worked with, but um, I do as, as, as working on his website, he would always send me a lot of the stuff um, to do write-ups on people for their, we call it an in the trenches section where we cover people's preps, especially that final week. And then as we got, you know, closer and older in our relationship together, he would send me pictures and and what he was doing people to say, Hey, like, what do you think? Are are we on the right track here? So, which I actually really liked, you know, he asked for my opinion for some really high level people, but um, I don't think he really ever used the film spill so much um, unless a client probably said, Hey, um, I've done this before. Maybe I've worked with Skip before or another coach that, you know, stole his methods or whatever. Um, 
I don't think that was really what he did um, primarily. Yeah, I don't think it was a. It was his primary. I just figured it was one of the methods that he had used because I had only heard it referenced. I think two or three times over the years. But that's it, basically, in a nutshell. It's you fill, you water, you you fill to the point where you're holding a bunch of water, and then you clean it up and get on stage looking, hopefully, fucking insane. Do you do that let, still? Let me add- Skip. What's that? Is that something you do regularly now or? No, it's not. I mean, I still use it, but you know what? It wasn't something though that was, it wasn't my primary method of, of loading at that time. I think it was when I did the longevity DVD. Okay. Like I had mm-hmm. done that for a couple years, and it, but it was, it, it was probably more me than it was a ton of my clients. Again, you know, as Andrew said, it's a, it's a very individualized you know, yeah. approach in the sense that, okay, yeah, a lot of my clients skip load, but not all of them. And some of them skip load f- insanely for a day, day and a half, while others, you, you know, they can get two meals. And, you know, if they if I push to three, then they may not baseline and continue to get leaner. So sometimes the methods can be used frequently, but it's but it's a individualized approach to everything. So the fill and spill. No, it wasn't a um, a, a like it, that it was used the, the vast majority of the time. But at that time I was using it. I want to say it was 2000 maybe seven, eight, nine. Cause I think I did that in 10, maybe 10. God, it's just, it's been so, so long since I talked about so, that on the DVD, that DVD came out a long time ago. Well, be, because I'm curious. So can you give us like an example of like what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or so looks like, or maybe actually like once you've determined that they're full enough in your eyes, you, you want them to be a little spilled over, right? Like at a certain yeah. point. Okay. Yeah. So then I guess yeah. how a lot do you of it, accurately judge well, how do you accurately judge the time it's going to take to get the water off? Was this from an, a prior experiment, like the week before or two weeks before? Well, or usually just like with well, yeah, well, experience with that client because a lot of times the loading for the fill would be skip loading. Well, they had skip okay. loaded like who knows? I mean, 15, 16 weeks, depending. I mean, sometimes people gotcha. could load the entire 20 weeks. It just depends. So you uh, build up those patterns. And that's why, you know, we have talked about patterns before on, on the podcast, gotcha. about how important they are, because once you get to that point and you've done it so many times and you're watching, especially the last five to six weeks when you're so much leaner and you can see more clearly how full. So there's like a balance of that fullness to dryness that everybody has. Yeah, you could might be a little drier, but you might go flat or considerably flat too. So there's that balance that every person has. And as those last, you know, five, six, eight loads prior to the show, we evaluate those. That gives us a pretty good idea of how long it takes for them to move that water. So would you like, let's say, let's say you did a one or two day skip load, depending on the client, like, let's say you're, you know, starting six weeks out, five weeks out, whatever it is. Would you then ask for pictures like the, you know, the day after the skip load, two days after the skip load, three days after skip load, and then evaluate which data they look their absolute best, that balance. Okay. So actually, I I still use it. I guess I never called it that, but um, I do the same idea with, with a carp when I'm carb cycling people, like um, let's say I have someone doing like two 700 gram days in a row. And then I want to see them on that second high day to see, okay, now you're obviously really full. Yeah. Now I want to see the day after. I want to see two days after. What day gives us that best look? If if I'm right. using some kind of so so okay so it's just kind of you are but I think the but. main 
Right. But the main difference, I think, is I will load them to the point where I don't want to say they'll be waterlogged, but I mean, they are clearly overloaded. Okay. And by that okay. time, the the metabolism is just on fire anyway, that it's just ripping through food. So a lot of times, even if they may, uh, well, they're certainly not going to gain any body fat because I'm not going to load. Like as an example, they've been loading for like, you know, four meals meals a day. I'm not going to all of a sudden load them for a day and a half. I mean, it's uncommon for, for any of my clients. It's very uncommon for them to load over a day. Those are kind of the 5%, you know, people, okay. those are the metabolisms that are just out of control at that time. So, you know, it may be, it may be three meals. It may be five meals. It might be okay. a full day with one before they go to bed the night before. It's just based on all those loads up to that point. Okay. Here's one more question. What's the most you or you've seen a client gain using a skip load in a day in terms of body weight? Um, I have here. I'll put some context to it. I have seen clients, very few of them, but I have seen clients gain 15 to 18 pounds and then move that water and be and dry as shit in three days. Yeah. It's insane. Well, I'm only to asking the point because... Where not, I'm bringing Ken out. Well, I'm only asking because I used your methods okay. ten years ago or whatever it was. I was I was doing the the intense skip loads, and I you know every week as I I, I was like a six day low and then one major load, but the load started at maybe four hours and then increased over time to eight hours, and then it, I got to a point where I needed to load literally from like five in the morning until eleven at night, and I gained I went from two twenty two to two forty three for one of those, and oh that's and, but I didn't reach the point, <laughs> but I didn't reach the point where I looked spilled though, like I actually looked like. Like really good, and but the next day, I look well, even one, one more point, and then I don't want to take up too much time on this because we have our guest on. But I just loaded this last weekend because I was so I'm just like I'm so depleted. I lost six pounds in a week. Nothing had changed. I loaded for a day and a half, seven meals, and when I say loaded, I mean to the point of being miserable. I gained three pounds and looked retarded the next that Monday and was dry as shit without the distension from my stomach. I could have got on stage and I would have been happy with, you know, that type of condition. So, you know, I want to say I get on stage cause I don't want to give anything away. But the point is, is I was very, I was very, very tight. I think I just slipped up, but anyway, let's move on to the guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We appreciate you hanging back, uh, Ken, while we're, uh, while we're finishing that last question up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. I want to introduce to you Ken Kanak and Dr. Ken Kanak, and thank you for joining us for a minute. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank we kind of do. We kind of do. It's just that when people get on the podcast and are more intelligent than we are, it makes me very, very uncomfortable. So, you know, we've had you on the programming before, but the thing we wanted to have you on, uh, like I said, real quick tonight was to talk a little bit about Swiss. This is an event that you have coming up. What what is it exactly? So I've been doing uh, a large symposium since 1999. What I found was that there was a disconnect between the health professionals and also the fitness professionals and strength and conditioning coaches, bodybuilding, powerlifting. I compete in powerlifting. I have competed in bodybuilding, left that, and then went into powerlifting, and I competed uh, a month ago. So I've been competing in powerlifting for over 40 years. So nice. what I found is, is over the years, I sustained injuries, and that inspired me to go to chiropractic college because that was one of the few things that 
did work for me, but I also found the limitations of just straight chiropractic. So I started going to different seminars, learning how to apply uh, different aspects of the, um, the different types of treatment that are out there, whether it be acupuncture, whether it be soft tissue work, active release, rehabilitative aspects, laser, uh, regenerative medicine, PRP, stem cells. And so I wanted to educate other people about that because most people don't understand uh, a weight training injury and also how do you recover from that. And in my own competitive career, and also, you know, I treat so many professional bodybuilders, powerlifters, um, recreational uh, athletes that, you know, half of my practice is people that weight train and they seek me out because, number one, I'm not going to tell them don't lift weights. Right. You know, my (laughs) idea is that, my idea is that let's fix it, you know. So, so that's always been my real passion. And so what I did is I started putting together all the top uh, health professionals and fitness professionals in the world together to get them to understand each other's world. Because what was happening is doctors were giving really bad advice, like squats are bad for the knees. And then, you know, you had the fitness professionals, you know, strength coaches, bodybuilders saying, oh, do these three magic exercises and uh, your shoulder pain will go away, which... You know, we know it doesn't, but every single Instagram post now talks about that. And, oh, by the way, buy my course. Um, So when you get the best in the world all working together, um, other things happen and and, uh, transpire through that. So I've been doing it uh, since 1999. Uh, The latest one is going to be uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and it's going to be on October 28, 29. I'm doing it, uh, this is the first time I'm doing it in the United States. Uh, I'm up in Toronto, Canada, just outside of Toronto. And the thing is that Ontario has been really locked down. Uh, The gyms here in Ontario were locked down for 339 days. In Ohio, zero. So, So, and plus also I had so many of the presenters coming from Columbus, you know, Dr. Eric Serrano, you know, the late John Meadows, uh, Matt Wenning, J.L. Holdsworth, uh, Dr. Jeremy German, you know, just to, you know, mention a few. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to hold it in the United States and I'm co-hosting this with Dave Tate from Elite FTS because he has, you know, a certain uh, uh, skill set, especially in the powerlifting world and also strength and conditioning. And also he's one of the top educators. And we've worked together for 20 years. He's one of the few people that I really, really trust, you know, to do something like this with. So we've been uh, pushing it hard. And uh, there's about 65 days left uh, for registration. But we have five streams going at the same time. So we have a training stream. We have a nutrition stream, we have a rehab stream, we have a uh, treatment stream, and another stream that will be split in half. Uh, On one day, we're going to have business, and in uh, the second day, on the Saturday, uh, it will be called Just One Thing. It'll be more of a TED Talk style, 15, 20 minutes, like, you know, we're going to cut the fluff, no theory. Here's one thing that I want you to walk out of here with. I can and, digest uh, that. I find, that's for me and you, Skip. Yeah. That's, that's for yeah. us. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I find that the most powerful primarily because if you give, you know, anyone, you know, 60 minutes to talk, they will talk and talk and talk. And it's like, wow, that was really good. What can I use on Monday morning? 
I have no idea. Yeah. So what I've asked all the presenters is that to make this more experiential as opposed to educational. What I've noticed a trend is that over the past couple of years due to COVID, especially, you know, here in Canada, is that everyone has gotten used to just getting all their information from YouTube, yeah. from Instagram, from TikTok. Yeah. And um, they, they, they've lost the power of uh, interacting and to be able to make connections with other people you know i've i've always stood by that the symposium happens in the hallway the presentation happens in the ballroom but the true symposium happens in the hallway the reason being it's a two-way conversation so you get the ability to talk to these top powerlifters bodybuilders nutritionists your your questions and then you can go back and forth. And then what happens is even cooler is you get three or four of the top presenters talking, creating new ideas. And you as an attendee can just walk up and listen to them. And if you're smart, you'll just listen. You won't, you know, interject anything. <laughs> because what happens through those conversations is that, and I saw this with Dr. Michael Militech and uh, Victoria Felkar, yeah. that they would talk and Michael's brilliant with hormones and Victoria's brilliant with women's hormones. And so all of a sudden they're talking. It's like, wow, this is really, really interesting. Or if you have a, you know, Dr. Serrano talking to Dave Tate and then Dr. Stu McGill walks up, you know, and then you have Kazmaier walks in and they're all chatting about, you know, a certain aspect of the squat. And you're like, holy shit, where do you ever get that? That's not in any YouTube or Instagram post. So that's the interactions that I'm really, really trying to do. And I'm asking all the presenters, it has to be experiential, either demonstration, either, you know, some kind of information that the person can use on Monday morning, because there's nothing more frustrating than going to a conference. And it sounds good, but what are you going to do with it? So yeah. I've asked all the presenters, it has to be practical, something that they can utilize. So that's it in a nutshell and we have a just we'll have probably over 50 presenters hell yeah did you want me to let you know did you want me to let you know who's coming yeah well well maybe not all 50 but we, we we uh that might take a while but i would love to get some highlights of that and i also wanted to mention too uh you know, I wanted to bring Ken on, guys, because, uh, you know, our audience is an audience that really is hungry to learn. And I know the stuff you've done has been so cool. I'm excited to go out and check this out myself. So I'll be there. Uh, Skip is Perfect. going, Thank too, you. which Skip's, oh, Skip's already oh. been there. Yeah, Skip booked awesome. his tickets and mm -hmm. stuff. He's flying out <laughs> from Florida. Oh, awesome. Uh, and awesome. Uh, Thank you. I'm really excited to be there. And I wanted to encourage any of our listeners too that if you wanted to do something a little bit different, if you wanted to get some education and look at things from maybe a slightly different perspective than what we're all used to, I think that this could be a really good place for that. So I'll turn that back over to you though, Ken. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we, we really talk about things on all different levels. Like in uh, 2016, we were basically the first conference to talk about anabolic steroids. So I created a steroid panel and we had, you know, doctors, uh, therapists, uh, biochemists, you know, everyone. Uh, John Meadows was there. Um, I tried to find a top flight athlete. So I got Ben Johnson, you know, who oh, yeah. was one of the top runners in the world. Uh, and then half hour before the, the conference, because we had about 10 people uh, on the panel, 
um, I go out into the hallway and Bill Kazmaier is talking to Dorian Yates, which is in of itself is pretty, pretty wild <laughs> in the lobby. I walk up and I walk up and Kaz goes, Dorian's pissed off at you. And I'm going, oh, great. Now what? Because usually when you put on a symposium, every every hour there's some kind of thing going on. Some sort of drama. And, uh, yeah, some kind of drama. And uh, Kaz says, uh, Dorian uh, is upset. You didn't ask him to go on the steroid panel. And I went, hmm. really? So so I said, Dorian, you want to go on? And he said, yeah, I have some stuff to say. I said, perfect. And then I turned to Kaz and I said, do you want to go on? And he says, I don't know what I would have to say. And I said, you know what? You could just sit there. Now, I know Kaz well enough. He's not just going to sit there. So I had the fastest man in the world. I had the top bodybuilder in the world and also the world's strongest man, along with all these other doctors and therapists and biochemists and everything else. And it was a fantastic conversation because we weren't promoting it. We weren't condoning it. But it's it's such a touchy subject, you know, especially back then. Now it's being opened up with yeah. you know, the good work you guys are doing and, and just talking about it. But the, you know, it was supposed to be 90 minutes. We went over three hours, you know, and actually that was the first time that Dorian actually on film ever admitted taking steroids. He'd done it in print, but he never did it in film. And that was the first time that Kazmaier said, yeah, you know what? I took drugs. And that's how, you know, finite, you know, things really were back then. So in 2018, we did it again, and we're going to be doing it again um, in uh, 2022. So uh, we're going to have different types of panels. But we're going to have Bill Kazmaier working with Ed Cohn. We're going to be able to go up on stage, and they will coach you through the three powerlifts. We did that in 2018, and it was such a huge success. Uh, I just talked to Dr. Michael Militech last night, and he's going to do a fantastic presentation on uh, overtraining and burnout, all the different components as far as biochemical, mental, emotional, psychological, and how do you actually work with that. He's a brilliant guy, Dr. Jordan. Oh, he's and he's so good. Yeah. And, you know, I know that him and Victoria are doing great work together. They are now, yeah. Gonna, yeah. yeah, and uh, we're going to have uh, Matt Wenning. We're going to have uh, Christian Thibodeau, um, Brian Mann, and uh, Travis Match talking about velocity-based training. Uh, Josh Bryant, who's one of the top bench pressers in the world. Joe DeFranco, Mike Isratel. Um uh, we're going to have Juju Mufu coming out. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> Owen Lacey, uh, Dr. Rob Rakowski, uh, Dr. Jordan uh, Shallow, uh, Dr. Steffi Cohen. She's going to come out and present. Nice. Um, Donnie Thompson, Chris Duffin, um, Malin Dovan, um, uh, Dr. Uh, uh, David Leaf. Uh, Dr. Uh, Eric Serrano, as I mentioned before, um, Justin Harris. Oh, so cool! I've never, yeah, I've never met Justin, oh, but nice. apparently, yeah, but apparently he's super brilliant and uh, and he's willing to talk about stuff. Um, and uh, Dr. Jordan Moon is going to be there, and he's going to have a really unique uh, presentation on body composition. So he's working with Dr. Serrano in a lab. So they actually have a DEXA machine talking about body composition and Dr. Jordan Moon is one of the world authorities on body composition. And so he's using three different systems to literally find out what your body composition is, is DEXA along with uh, BIA, which is biome penis analysis. And another one that I have never heard of before, ISAK. Apparently it's some 
anthropometric measurements that they do, it is enormous in Europe. All the top strength coaches and athletes, they all get it done. And we haven't even heard of it here. So he's going to be showing all those different components. And when you put all three together, you can get a really good diagnostic picture. It's almost like when you get an x-ray, an ultrasound, and an MRI, they're all imaging studies, but they all give you different pieces of information. That's why we do that in the clinical study. My own profession is chiropractic. So, you know, we, we would utilize those things based on what we need to see, whether it be muscle tissue, you don't do x-ray, you do an ultrasound. Well, this would be awesome. Uh, and, and I'm glad you could take a minute to come on and join us, Ken. Uh, if people are interested, do you have a place that they can go to sign up to buy tickets, things like that? Yes. So you can go to Elite FTS, SWIS2020.com. Cool. And uh, you'll probably have that in the show notes also. Yep, it definitely will be, guys. So definitely yeah. you can go down there, click on that. And also, right now, we just raised the price. Uh, it was $3.99. We raised the price to $4.99. But uh, for your listeners, uh, if they use this code ES100, so Elite FTS Swiss 100, so ES100, they'll get $100 off. Cool. So, so it'll be so it'll be uh, three ninety nine for anyone that wants to register, but it's going to be in Columbus, Ohio, October twenty eight and twenty nine, which is a Friday, Saturday, and the whole thing is that you need to connect with people, and I'm actually even uh, going to set up a system where you're going to be able to connect with people in your own area. So in Toronto area, what we're going to have, we'll have a database of where everyone is from. So if someone is from say. Um, Detroit. You're in Detroit, correct, uh, Scott? Yep. Yeah. So all of a sudden, all the all the trainers, the doctors, the therapists, nutritionists, at three o'clock in front of the training room at flag flag one, meet for five minutes. Yeah. Introduce yourself, because I mean I've been to a lot of socials and I've done socials at Swiss before, and I meet people from New York. Well, that's nice, but it does nothing for me for for work, you know, as far as for me to be able to refer or get a referral. So I, I actually changed the schedule uh, last week because I think in the next six to 12 months, the economy is going to go a little bit sideways. So unless, right. you have multiple unless you have multiple streams of income and multiple streams of referrals, you're going to have, have a real, real hard time. I'm starting to see that in the business world here already. So if you can meet people one-on-one -on -one and literally within minutes, you can find out, number one, who they are, where are they? Like, I mean, if they may be two streets over, but you've never met them before. And the biggest thing is that, are they nice or are they kind of creepy? You know, so <laughs> I've referred people, you know, to, to certain people. And they say, you know what? Never, never refer me to that person again. And I go, uh, why? He says, have you ever met them? No. Uh, they say, you should go meet them. Oh, okay. So that's the challenge that you always have is that how do you find good people? to take care of you, to be able to refer, and also importantly, to also keep your own business going. Well, thanks for taking the time, Ken. We appreciate it. And by the way, speaking of introducing people, I never I never introduced you to these guys, who I, I'm a terrible host, apparently. But Ken, this is Andrew Berry, IFBB Pro, and this is oh, wow. Ken Hill. You can call him Ken. Uh, we all call him Skip. We, we all call him <laughs> Skip, Skip, though. Yeah. We all call him Skip. <laughs> And, uh, I, I like your name, <laughs> but I am a Ken. 
I am again. I am again. <laughs> we will all uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you over there. And uh, and like I said, anybody who wants to take part, let me know because I, I'll look forward to connecting with you guys too. Uh, it's going to be fun, and this is uh, this is coming up. Yeah, it's I, pretty quick thing. now it's, in October. Yeah, it's about sixty-five days out, so uh, we, you'd have time to register, and with the you know, decrease in price is more than affordable. And it's at the Easton Mall, which is a fantastic place to go shopping. There's over 300 stores there. It's unbelievable. But I mean, the interactions and also the education, but also the experience um, is unparalleled because you actually get the truth from all these people. You know, what they say in stage is one thing. Yeah. What they say in the hallway, completely different thing. Because, I mean, they're not being videotaped. They're not being, you know, uh, you can have a, an honest conversation. A lot of them do. And literally, I've seen businesses being created. Well, the example is Dr. John Berardi, Precision Nutrition. He presented for me in 2004. He met uh, uh, one of the guys there that uh, he started Precision Nutrition with. And um, John just sold Precision Nutrition for a few uh, few years ago for nine figures. Wow. So, nice. yeah. So I think so it's important, it's, it's, too, uh, that everybody understands, the listeners understand that the longer you wait and it gets closer to the symposium, it's going to get more expensive. I think it goes up $100 every yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. So you do, if you do want yeah. to go, it is a really good price. And to be honest with you, even the end price prior to going is still good, but it is it will yeah. go up uh, a few, two or three times, I think, before the symposium. So if Correct. you're thinking about going, jump in now because Thank it, you. you'll it's a great yeah. price. Yeah, at the door is uh, six ninety nine. So with this price, it's three hundred dollars off, and uh, it's an incredible price. And to meet new friends, um, meet old friends, and just learn a ton and just have fun and. The, and the cool part is that as a trainer, you're going to see therapies that you have never seen before. Like with Dr. Jeremy Gurman, we're actually going to get a patient and uh, he's going to do on stage live under diagnostic ultrasound, a PRP treatment. So we always hear about PRP and something's torn. You're going to actually see it done in real time right in front of you, which where would that ever happen? So and then you'll be able to talk to him afterwards. You know, which is pretty cool. For what it's worth, I would have paid a thousand dollars to go. Just don't, don't, you know, hold me to that. I already paid for mine. <laughs> and, and Thank one you more, so much, Ken. I really appreciate it. One more thing too. Uh, that and, and there is an element of this that it is going to be in memory of John. Am I correct? And in, in, in memory yeah. of Louis. Well, what we've done is that. Uh, I went to John Meadows' uh, wife's place and uh, with Dr. Eric Serrano, and we did a podcast there, and I asked permission with his wife, Mary, if I could do an homage uh, tribute. And what that will be is that we're going to get all the different uh, presenters that have uh, worked with John in the past, and here's the one thing that I learned from John. You know, because John was always about education, talking about a coaching and everything else. And everyone loved John and he presented for me for years. Just an incredible human being. But we're going to be doing a, a, a tribute presentation for that. Uh, we tried setting something up for Louis and uh, Louis's wishes before he passed was you don't do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you know Louis, you know, where it's it's interesting that we're going to respect him. By uh, now, because it's in, 
Columbus. There will be a lot of the West Side people there, and uh, we'll we'll honor him in other ways other than uh, being on stage. But for John, we're going to have a fantastic. We'll have probably about ten and twelve people up on stage. I think Victoria is uh, going to be up on stage. She has to be on stage because I guess John was uh, very uh, influential in her career. He she, she introduced was. him to everyone. Including me, it wouldn't have, it, we wouldn't have it, it, it inadvertently met had it not been really? for John bringing her to the community she did. And I want to mention too that Andrew was very close to John. He had worked with John as a uh, as a client, a friend for for many years. So yeah. And Mary actually mentioned yeah. to me the other day that uh, you guys had stopped by and did because uh, I talked to Mary a couple times a week. You guys did the podcast and everything. So she actually invited me to come out and stay with her for that one. So so we'll oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was it was a fun podcast, but uh, yeah, we invited Mary and and the boys to uh, come out to the symposium, and it'll be a real touching and memorable uh, time. So it'll be uh, again. I think the whole thing is that you know the past couple of years have been really difficult for a lot of people, and you just got to start you know living life. You know, YOLO, you only live once. So <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> awesome. Right. We appreciate thank, you, Ken. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That's good stuff. I, I, I'm looking forward to that, too. I, I really am. Andrew, I assume with everything coming up, man, your move and stuff, that's probably not going to be in the cards for you. Um, I haven't shut the door on it yet. I, okay. I got to make it the next two weeks and assess again because yeah. uh, we have a closing coming up and then um, just figure out what projects we need to do and everything. Um, Understood. You know, for the new for the new place and the old place because we're doing a lot of renovations up here too to get it ready for rental. So mm-hmm. nice. All right. Well, hey, no pressure. But if you can, yeah, that would be cool, man. That'd be cool. Well, oh, Mary Mary great. sent me an email the other day and was like asking if I'd come stay with her <laughs> and, and, uh, and the boys and everything. So yeah. All right. That'd so there's be cool. that. Well, you know, with this, uh, guys, as, as a lot of you probably know, we record two episodes. We have a bunch more content that we want to put out. But, uh, you know, we try to do that in two blocks. Uh, and we've been going for a while here. So let's wrap this thing up. And then, of course, we'll have another segment out coming out real soon. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's watching. Uh, of course, if you guys are interested in coaching, reach out to Skip over at TeamSkip.com. You can reach out to Andrew, BodyBerry.com. Hit me up, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. I mentioned our sponsors earlier. I won't belabor all that. You guys know who they are. Uh, And for another episode here of uh, Blood, Sweat, and Gear with Skip and Andrew, I'm Scott. We'll see you soon.